back to another episode of the Between the Lines podcast. Today is July 9th, 2020. And on this episode, we'll be talking about the 20 best players heading into the NBA playoffs in Orlando. That being said, Kyle, why don't you take it away with number one? All right. So, you know, we got a lot of players who opted to skip or for whatever reason, they just didn't want to join the bubble this year, um, you know, and to each his own. So we got to think at who are the top players going in right now. So, of course, I will hope at the top of everybody's list, we would start off with LeBron James, the best player going in. Uh, yeah, I have totally agree with Kyle. Uh, LeBron James is keeping in shape during the, the quarantine. He's been very active, and he's, he's, he's just making sure to keep all of his team together. Being an MVP doesn't mean only being the best player on the court, but also the best player when it comes to keeping our team together. So definitely LeBron, for me, is the most important player on the bubble right now. Yeah, definitely. I went with LeBron, too. I thought about Kawhi Leonard for a real second there, but um, everything LeBron does... On the court, in terms of offensively, defensively, and leadership, he definitely is number one. Let's roll to two. Good, yeah, number two, I mean, this is a tough pick, uh, but uh, I had to go with Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I mean, let's just be real here. The guy won a last year's uh, NBA title. And, uh, I mean, you can say whatever you want about Durant being injured and play, but Kawhi was real, man. Like and he is still balling out there, you know. I mean, I'm I hope he, he stays in shape because he's not an active guy on social media, so we we have no clue what Kawhi is doing during the quarantine. But I'm pretty sure he's doing his own thing, and I'm pretty sure he still be at the same level that we expect him to be. And if that's the case, he's definitely the second best player in the bubble. Yeah, straight up, I had Kawhi at number two as well. Um, you think about just everything that he does on the floor; just such a plus plus defender. The run that he had with the Raptors last year was amazing. Put the team on his back, put the country on his back, got them their first ring. So yeah, Kawhi for sure, number two. Definitely, I, you gotta you gotta realize like if it's not when it's not LeBron, like Kawhi is the next best player in this league, arguably with the third pick coming up. So I'm about to make it interesting here at number three because it Please does don't. it does get interesting. So. In consideration here, it's clearly Giannis and Anthony Davis. Um, and the funny thing is, I think Giannis is MP- MVP of the league. But in terms of heading into these playoffs, I put Anthony Davis at number three. Um, what? I really did. <laughs> my my big reservation about putting Giannis here at number three is, in playoff basketball, teams are going to sag off him, and they're going to make him shoot jump shots, and he's going to have to make those jump shots. Obviously, I know he's going to be a menace on the boards. like He's going to get putbacks. He's going to do his thing out there. But I just I watched those playoffs against the Raptors last year, and they sagged off him. And, and you know, it seemed like the Bucs should have won that series. They kind of blew a few games that it was kind of unfortunate for them. But I put Davis at three because when I think about it, there's no real player in the league that has the skill set that he does. You know, you talk about the height, the agility to score on the block and outside. Um, I think he's a special talent and there's no one like him in the league. But I acknowledge that you could easily put Giannis there at four. But tell me what you guys had three. Man, I think you have to go Giannis at four. And then you're talking about at he's three the MVP. Or four. I mean, my fault, at three. So you're talking about he's the MVP. You know, you got to have him up here. And I, for me, I think... The top three is set. I think it's LeBron, Kawhi, and Giannis. Yeah, you can you can argue whichever way you want, but I think those have to be the top three. And it's solely off the fact that AD is the second best player on this team. That's my mm-hmm. reason. 
Um, I'm gonna pick it up, pick up when Max stopped. Uh, I agree that Chian is needs to, needed to be on the top three by the logic that is is probably the MVP of the league. But listen, when it comes to the team, the value that he adds to a team on this playoff run, like Max said, Giannis is going to be put on the spot while AD will have some maneuver or space to maneuver while playing with LeBron. And AD, what AD, AD brings to the table uh, for the Lakers, oof. I, you know, like it, it just takes him to the other level. I think I would risk saying in the playoff context and considering the teams that are on the bubble and what what happened in the quarantine? Because let's remember that Giannis publicly said that he's not been practicing because he doesn't have a court at home, and that's not a joke. I would I would go with AD at the third. Okay, I have a que- I have a question for both of you though. So let's say you know everything that we know about the NBA now it gets discontinued. There's a you know you're in a fantasy draft. You're on the clock. Giannis and Anthony or Davis there. Who are you drafting? Which one are you drafting? Giannis. Yeah. Yeah, if it's for the draft, I would draft Giannis, yes. But so you got to put him three. No, no I'm, I'm talking just... about the context. The context of playing in Orlando right now after the quarantine, uh, I think I think Anthony Davis has more value. But uh, on the long term, if I had to draft a player for my team to be my franchise player, obviously Giannis. I'm value talking context, player. guys. You know, there's a different, oh, a whole different thing. I think right now, AD. That's fair. On the like Um. So with four pick, I'm going to go with James Harden. Um, yeah, and, and this is a tough one, but if we're talking just best players going in, I think he's a top player going in. But as far as his team goes, his team is not going to not gonna make it far. And just solely off of the type of basketball they play, which is James Harden basketball. So, Yeah, I had Giannis on my fourth. So mm-hmm. obviously right. I bet Max has the same. Yeah, there's I had no, Giannis. There's, yeah, yes. there's no, there's no way to go. And, it's, um, it's just Wow, Kyle, that really does surprise me. Um, yeah, I just James it up. Harden, you know, I don't, I don't roll with James Harden like that. I acknowledge mm-hmm. his greatness as a scorer, but I think, man, you put him up there pretty early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when it comes to playoff pressure, James Harden just shows us that he chokes a lot. Exactly, yeah. my point, exactly. Well, yeah. it's kind of tough, though, because then I had Anthony Davis after. So, you right. know, it, it's, it's a tough one right there. Uh, I thought about James, putting James Arden on my fifth, but there's there's the there's just one guy oof, uh, that I had to put above him, and I know Max is gonna agree with me. Um, on Dame this Dollar, one. Dame Dollar. <laughs> but listen, uh, last year's run for the Trailblazer was insane, and if you're talking about James Arden choking on the playoffs. Lillard is the exact opposite. He's a killer on the playoffs. The guy's cold-blooded out there. He's clutch. He carries his team. He does whatever you need to win. So I I feel like, I mean, he cannot go away on the fifth. For me, he's the best point guard in Orlando right now. So there's just no way to put him out. And I actually agree with you on this one. I I had something different, but I'm agree. I'm agree. I I like Dame at this position, especially for the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, 100 percent. Twenty-nine and eight this year. You think about the series against the Thunder last year. He put a dagger in Westbrook's heart, pulling up from all the way from Seattle, Washington, man. He was just killing, you know. And he's a leader too. If I was on Dame's team, I'd feel comfortable walking into any arena for playoff basketball because he's just gonna find a way to get it done. Um that being said, I'm going to six. I might surprise one of you guys here, probably both of you guys. Um 
Man, James Harden can't wait to pick. I'll tell you that. Luka Doncic, 21 years of age. That man is a straight killer. 29, 9, and 8 this year. Talk about a guy that's 21, but is way mature beyond his years in terms of, you know, basketball skill and savvy. Can shoot it from downtown like a master in the pick and roll. I love Luka. I think, like, he is, you know, one of the cornerstones in terms of young NBA talent at this point. Definitely. And I, I really do think if I was going into a playoff series right now, I like what Luca's, you know, all in all on defense and offensive. I like it more than James Harden. I really do. Hey, I, I definitely agree with him. That was going to be my uh, next pick too, Luca. And it's it's a funny story. So the sole reason why I have to have Luca this high, and you could argue, I could I could put him where James Harden was, but I'm a for this sake, I'm gonna leave him right here. Um, and it's just off the fact I'm sitting here and playing 2K, and you know I go through every team, and there's one player that I cannot stop, and right. it's this man Luca. And you just look at like his overall package and just what he has and what he brings to the game. It's just it's it's amazing. And then and then you you think about what you said, Max. So he's been a professional for so long too. So you know he he knows what he's doing on the court. Uh, y'all gonna call me crazy on this one. Y'all really gonna call me crazy. But I had James Harden sleep two picks. I had Luca sleeping one pick. And for this one, merely for the sole reasons that we're talking playoffs once again, I have to go with playoff P. Paul George, mm. man. I don't forget. I just don't. I cannot like blame me f- for being biased, but I can't forget how Paul George was hard to beat when he was in Indiana playing with such a not so good cast against the Heat, and he's still balling out there. I mean, obviously, last year was it, it was what it was, uh, and the year before. But uh, man, can can we really sleep on Paul George though? Like, can we really put him out of the picture right there? Like the guy on playoffs, like he just he becomes a beast. And now playing with Kawhi Leonard, because that's the thing. Here's the catch: he was playing with Westbrook, and we all know that what happens with when you play with Westbrook, a lot of players have downgraded, and that's for a fact. We cannot deny that. And now Paul George playing with um, with Kawhi Leonard and the whole cast with the Clippers. I don't know, man. I feel like he might be a bigger bigger threat than Donkic or uh, or James Harden. It's fair. I'm a big fan of playoff P. Not gonna lie, man. <laughs> I feel it. So is that pick six? Are we on pick six? We're on seven now. Seven. Okay. It's so funny. So I. I it seems like we have all the same players in mind, just in different orders. So in I guess it's like how we all look at it, right? Well, that says a lot about what we value on a team or what like the consideration we take when, when measuring what's what makes a player better than another one. But it's fine, right. you know, like we're all gonna disagree. Well, I mean, so I mean that in that case it's kind of crazy because then my next pick is gonna be Paul George. So <laughs> <laughs> so it's like we're you know, we're kinda we're agreeing on these top nine picks at least. So, so you had George at seven there. Yeah, yeah, I had Luca. So okay, I so I put James Harden at seven. Um, and kind of in the notes that I wrote up, I said I don't feel bad at all about putting Luca ahead of Harden. You know, Harden offensively, you know, damn, damn near, you know, most likely when he hangs up those those shoes, he'll be one of the best, you know, seven offensive players in the history of the NBA. Um, but he leaves a lot lacking on defense and he's just choked a few different times in the playoffs. So that, that was kind of my thought process in terms of putting him there at seven. 
No, I totally agree with you. I said this, the same thing. Like, I was always hesitant to put James Harden on my list. And he comes at eight. And like you said, I don't feel bad because we're talking playoffs. If we mm-hmm. talk regular season, maybe he's in the top five, top top three. I don't know. But, like, it's the playoffs. And he hasn't proven it proved enough yet and uh like you said he's going to be a top scorer in the league yes but his mentality man like it just it seems like to not have that cold blood that thing that Lillard has for example it's different for sure all right and i think it's on you tiago so your next pick at eight i just said i had james arlen at yeah my eighth okay pick. okay what do you have so we're on, um we just did eight so we're on nine no, we're at eight now. Tiago, okay. what did you put at eight? Oh, um, I had uh, Paul George. Okay. Um, so I had both the Rockets players in consecutive order. I had Russell Westbrook here. Um, fierce competitor, gives it all on, you know, both defense and offense. I feel like at times you kind of question some of his decision-making in terms of shots and just kind of how aggressive he is and kind of pushing the envelope. And he really did play great basketball in the second half of the season this year. It was like over 31 points a game by the end of it. Um, I don't know. I think kind of you hit a point there, Tiago, about, you know, Russell Westbrook doesn't necessarily bring out the best play from his teammates, even that it, even those stars that are around him. I feel like there's a reason why, you know, Paul George demanded a trade, KD left. But um, I think Westbrook's talent alone leaves him at eight. All right. Um, um, nine at me now. Um, this might surprise some of you guys, and this is a big if. Um, but I kind of looked at it from the perspective of you know, it's an NBA redraft, the slate is blank. Um, in terms of talent, Joel Embiid is going to be here at number nine. You know, he's been called out for a lack of effort and at times, you know, just looking disinterested on the floor. But his ability to kind of, you know, dominate in the post, contest shots, and also step back, you know, mid-range and be on the line, it's real. Like, when he shows up and he's got a game face on, he's one of the hardest players in the league to stop. So, talent alone puts Joel Embiid at number nine. I'm going to go with you on this one. I I want to see him play good this year. I want to see him ball out. And, you know, he says it every year, like, he's the go-to player in Philly. So, let's let's see him make it happen. Let's. I want to see big numbers. I want to. I want to see... I want to see them do something, especially in the East. You gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta be at least in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, that's that's what you gotta expect there, right? Yeah, call I mean, me it's crazy. It, but uh, I'm sorry, call me crazy, but I actually thought about putting Ben Simmons instead of uh, Joel Embiid in this spot. Listen, I know Ben Simmons has a lot of issues, especially with his jump shot. But when it, I think he adds more value to the 76ers right now. Than Joel Embiid, especially because Joel's attitude, man. Just like all these rumors about him transferring, about him wanting to leave, uh, about him having a bad connection with the whole team and Ben Simmons, that, that kind of brings the whole team down. And I feel like, I mean, Simmons is already a great player, right? Like, so he, he has to be one of the top point guards. Uh, and uh, the guy, the dude just has an amazing vision and the drive to the basket. And uh, I think, I think I, I, would, I would just put in Ben Simmons here instead of Joel Embiid, just because I feel like the 76ers has something to say about these playoffs, and mainly I think it's going to be because of Ben Simmons. All right. Um, so for my next one, I want to I wanna switch it up. So we are on 10 yeah. or 11? 10? 10. 10. So for 10, I want to switch this one up. 
And Tiago, you I don't know where you have this player, but I really like this player and he's a killer. So I, I got Jimmy Butler right here. I know he's gonna bring something to the heat. Um I know he's gonna bring the heat, you know, so He's he's an all around baller. He's a he's a go getter. He's gonna make sure that team is playing good. And you know they got a lot of weapons with them too. So I'd like to see the Heat. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I'd like to see the Heat do something nice, especially with Jimmy Butler leading it. Nah, <laughs> I agree. With you. I have to agree with you. Number ten deserves to be Butler. I mean, uh, the difference maker that was him coming to the Heat. Uh, I mean. You can already tell the guy has had a huge, a huge impact on the team. Uh, our record just went up, and him and Bam have just been crushing. But, yeah, Jimmy's just on a whole new level when it comes to the Heat roster, and I feel like he deserves the 10th spot. And I really want to see him balling because, I mean, I, I feel like he likes to be on the Heat. You know, that conversation he had with D-Wade about the team being his now, it's just going to take the number three, as D-Wade said. Like, that's that's something beautiful. That's something I really love to see. I like to see that relation between both of them, and I mean, I hope he makes his team, his own team, you know? I hope he picks up the heat and makes something special with it. That's interesting. I had I had Jimmy Buckets a lot, lot lower. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, really? At number 10, I, I selected the most underrated star in the NBA, and that is Nikola Jokic. Can score inside and out, the best passer in the league at the center position. You know, the only knock on him is at times his defense and rebounding could be questioned a little bit, but he's a star, man. Like, he is the rock there in Denver. I know Jamal Murray's doing some stuff out there and Paul Millsap's, you know, still playing, but I think people just really don't understand how good Jokic's game really is because it's it's really fucking good. Hey, man, well, you got to think, are are they going to be able to get him out here in time? Or, yeah, you know, you got a lot uh, of questions surrounding that. So Right, because I know it was like, like 10 days or two weeks ago when he tested positive. So I don't know if he's been quarantined and stuff. I don't know that. Yeah. That's a good question though. I really don't know. I'm not a that's doctor. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you gotta, you gotta think about like if they're going to be able to, you know, send out a plane for him or if it's solely him on a plane. And right. then when he gets here, he's got a quarantine, all that for however long they do in the bubble. So that's true. You got to put a little star next to him. You know, yeah, you don't know an, an asterisk. Yeah. Yeah, but I agree. Jokic is very underrated. I mean, it's a shame. I mean, he's also inconsistent at times. The beginning of this regular season, it was not good for him. And I know for sure because I had him on my fantasy team and he was hurting me. <laughs> Real time, bro. But um, yeah, I mean, he has to be on the list for sure on the top 20. I would just wouldn't put him that high. But, okay, all right. Let me ask you this. If you're, like I said, I keep going back to this question. If you're a franchise and you are on the clock and you have the opportunity to take Jokic or Butler. Are you really telling me you're going to take Jimmy Butler over him? Once again, we're talking playoffs. We're not talking the future. Maybe Jokic is a better player to take into your team and develop a team around him. But right now, I would take Butler for sure, man. It's a hot take. All right, so Max, let me ask you this. Are we right. are we just drafting this player to start a franchise or are we, well, we drafting him to add on to what we have? Exactly. So, I guess the way I looked at it that might be a little different from how you guys did was I'm thinking just the 20 best players. Like they, it's not playoff basketball. Like, of course we're, we're considering, you know, is this player clutch, clutch in the playoffs? Do they have a good playoff record, you know, so far in their career? But I'm just thinking like, I'm talking about the best 20 players going into these playoffs. And I think it's a no brainer. Uh, yeah, definitely. Easily a better player than Jimmy Butler. 
but I th- I can understand why you know you there's context that could be applied to this situation, and I think whether you know I'm looking at it this way or you guys are looking at it differently, I think it's all still valid. Yeah, it's a that's a that's a very uh interesting take to to go with to the uh, Jimmy Butler having him that high. I think you just gotta kind of be into his game or something. So, and I think that's how me and Tiago are kind of valuing that one. The one thing I will say about Butler is like, I wrote this up in notes too. Like defense, defense, leadership is what I wrote down. Cause like, man, he gets the best out of all those players on the heat out of all them. Yeah. man. like he elevates their play so much. And I think like, that's like, he deserves like big kudos for that. And I think that Jimmy Butler is just like one of those dogs that like makes it happen, you know? Definitely. Definitely. All right, who's uh, uh pick we on? Uh, 11, and I think it's me, right? Mm-hmm. So with 11, I had to bring up Joel Embiid. Uh, I still haven't put him on my list. I think it's about time. There's not much to say uh, else than you guys already said about Joel Embiid. He's a killer. I don't really like his attitude. I really don't like the way he treats the team and the way he puts himself over the team sometimes, but uh, he's without a doubt one of the best centers in the league, so he has to come. All right. Um, so with my 11, really my 11 and 12, I, I feel like I got to add two players that I left out that both of y'all mentioned was Westbrook and uh, Jokic. So for for 11, I'm going to go Jokic because I don't want to I don't want to play him too low. And, and it goes back to what you were saying, Max. He's such a such a valued uh, center. You know, he, he can pass the ball. No problem. And he's really spreading out the floor for players. So. You, you you can't have him drop too low, so I'm a, I'm gonna tell you Jokic there. And the last thing I'll say about Jokic is that he's a perfect center for the modern game of NBA. Right? Exactly. When we talk about positionless basketball and stretching the floor and having the ability to push the break at time, just to you know be varied in your skill set. So that's it's just what he does, and I think it's just it's really awesome. I think the Nuggets are going to enjoy having him there for a long time. But at, at 11, I put Paul George, you know, a lengthy wing. You know, like you said, Tiago, he did really play some good basketball there in Indiana in the playoffs. It didn't always go well. It's tough to go up against LeBron, you know, and try and win with a pretty bad cast that the Pacers had. Um, but I'm excited, man. You know, he's on a good team now with the Clippers. Um, I really want to see, you know, what Paul George does this year. I know it's kind of, you know, a weird situation in the bubble, but I'm hoping for the best. I really hope the Clippers, you know, make a long run. Definitely. All right, it's your um, pick, Max. 12. This might surprise some people. I don't know. We'll see what happens here. Chris Paul quietly Ooh. put together a great season in 1920. Still, you know, a floor general. That veteran savviness, you know, getting his teammates open shots all the time. Can still score when he wants to. But it really comes back to, you know, kind of the knock that Paul's always had. You know, those great Clippers teams, they never did well in the playoffs. They never made long runs. You look at the talent, they're on those teams. You think, hey, maybe that's a team that went to the finals at least once or twice. Um, When he was there with the Rockets, you know, the Rockets had the Warriors. They had the Warriors. And I know Paul got a little injured and Harden didn't play too well. But I don't know. I think that's something that's going to stick with Paul. I don't think necessarily the Thunder are going to make a deep run. But I like the value that Paul has. So I put him there at 12. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a good one right there. I like that one. He did he did do a lot for his team. So um, I do have him later though. And like I said, I have to go back to including this player in my top twelve. Really, uh, is Westbrook. So I I can't leave Westbrook out. 
he's a he's a dog. He's that other player on uh on Houston who's gonna who's gonna bring something to the table. And like I said, they, I doubt that they're gonna be in the conference finals or how far they'll go. But as far as playoff basketball goes or going into these playoffs, he is one of the top players. Absolutely. Yeah, Max, I, I agree with you with the Chris Paul pick, although I got to take Westbrook on this one higher than Chris Paul. I mean, uh, I said that, I said before, and I said again, playing with Westbrook, mm, it's not easy. We all see players having bad seasons well uh, alongside Westbrook, but it's by a fact that the guy's a beast. You know, he's averaging a triple-double, and that's not something to take lightly. And I don't know, maybe, maybe he's the piece that Harden needed to not choke on the playoffs. You know, I, I just hope they don't both choke because <laughs> that's something that can also happen. I mean, Westbrook choked on the playoffs before, Arden too. So I hope the minus plus minus goes a positive, like you say in maths, maybe, I don't know. But uh, Westbrook is still, uh, it still has to be higher on my list. So I'll take him on this pick. I think one yeah. thing that's funny too that I just like want to bring up very briefly. I think it's, it's hard, you know, when you have two alphas on one NBA basketball team, it's kind of hard to balance the power, you know? And I feel like Westbrook's just such an alpha in terms of, like, his demeanor and what he tries to accomplish on the floor. So I, I think that's why, like, maybe, you know, it hasn't always worked out. Maybe that's why, or you know, Durant wanted to leave, and maybe it didn't work so well in the beginning of the season. So that's why I just don't really trust that, A, the way the Rockets play, their style of basketball, I don't think it's ever really going to win anything. And just, you know, that considered with, you know, Harden, I think it's just, there's just too much, you know, power struggle. I don't see it working. Definitely. All right. So we're on 13 here, right? Yeah. So for me, 13 through 20, I think it's just up in the air. And I feel like we're all going to go different ways on this one. So, Mm -hmm. all right, I'm going to start it off with this one. For my 13, I'm going to have to go with Jason Tatum. And I think he's Mm going to. Somebody who's going to bring something, or he's going to bring the Celtics into this uh, this playoff talk. Uh, he's I, I'm not sure what the Celtics are ranked right now. I'm going to say maybe top three, top four. I think three, but three. Yeah, I think three, three. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, you you look at how the Celtics are playing, and pretty much everything is running through Jason Tatum. If it's not running through someone else, it's definitely Jason Tatum. He's that. He's the the go getter for the team. He's going to get his buckets. He's he's Ding up LeBron and he's he's playing he's playing hard defense. Um he's just an all around player. So I think that's their I think that's the best player right there at thirteen. Yeah, at thirteen for me, uh I have to put Jokic. I still didn't have him on my list. Uh I still I still think Jokic deserves to be around thirteen. I mean, I just said he's not consistent enough. Although I think he's over he's underrated, he is. But nah, I don't know. I don't think I trust him enough on the playoffs, but obviously he has to come at some point in my list, so I'll take him on the 13. And I hope he does well, don't get me wrong, because I like his playing style. I love the way he passes the ball and he changes the game on the position. I just don't feel he's consistent enough at times. And sometimes he looks lazy too, you know? So, you know, taking him at 13 sounds just about right. So if you asked me this question one year from now, I would say Jason Tatum, because he's the next player I had on my list. But... um. Right. Pascal Siakam. Um, I like it. Great nineteen twenty season. You know, he's averaging, I think, around 23 points. A real problem, you know, for teams in terms of his ability to defend both the three and four position. You know, and I think he doesn't get enough credit for the Raptor with the, you know, the run that the Raptors had last year all the way to the finals and winning it. Um, 
And I'm, I'm looking forward to see what the Kyle Lowry, Siakam, Marcus Ole tandem will be able to do. But I really like Pascal's game, and he's just improved so much over the years. So I, I put him there at 13. I like that one. Go ahead, Tiago. Uh, um, I mean, I, I got to be confused with the Jason Tatum pick because uh, for my uh, originally for 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 here I had uh, Donovan Mitchell uh, and uh, don't get me wrong I know like J- a lot of people feel like Jason Tatum is way better than uh, than Donovan Mitchell I just I, I just think like what Donovan Donovan is doing with the the the, the Jazz team. But uh, I don't know, man. Now that you mentioned Tatum, I got a little bit confused, especially because of the beef that he had with uh, Rudy Gobert. You know, it's kind mm-hmm. of a tough one. But uh, I mean, whatever. I'll just stick with Donovan Mitchell. The guy's the dog. He reminds me a lot of uh, Kobe for some reason. The way he carries the team, the way he just keeps shooting the ball, the way he just keeps driving to the basket. And the guy has range, and the guy is clutch. So who knows? Maybe it's a mini Kobe for the future. Um, I don't know why people slapped on him now because I, I, he had so much hype on his rookie season and then people just seem to look the, uninterested while the Jazz are still a relevant team. You know, the Jazz have to be considered a good team. So I don't know. I feel like uh, it's a safe pick to take uh, Donovan Mitchell here. Did you have well, that's, that's so tough. Um, I On this one, I had uh, Siakam, right? Oh, well, we're 14, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so on this one I had uh, Siakam, but and it's crazy because on my next one I'm gonna have Donovan Mitchell, but mm-hmm. I don't think that with these three players you can necessarily just take, or you can't necessarily say like, oh, there's one player that's solely better. Mm-hmm. I think these are all kind of like interchangeable, and you know, on any given night, one one can go for however much. Like I, I'm pretty sure Donovan has gone for at least forty plus. You know, I'm pretty sure Jason Tatum has done the same thing. So, you know, and you, and you, we all see what uh, Pascal Siakam could do. So, yeah, it comes I, back I think to the, these three are so tough. It comes back to the yeah. question that Max keeps answering, asking. It's like if you had to pick a player in the draft and you have these three guys on board, I mean, I personally think I would go with Donovan Mitchell uh, just because I think he adds some things that Tatum still doesn't. Um, I don't know, but I, I still like Tatum and respect a lot his game and Pascal Siakam. I just... I don't know. I just see something different on Donovan Mitchell game. I don't even know how to explain, you know, like there's not like facts like Kyle said to prove that one is better than another in this three, but uh, it's just the way you feel, the way you think a player can add value to a team. Yeah, at 14, I put Jason Tatum there. Um, you, you think about his height at about 6'9", creates a lot of different plot problems for teams defensively, being able to score on the block and stretch to the three-point line. Um, I did think about in terms of going into the playoffs now, you know, he's a young cat. He doesn't have much experience there. So I'll be curious, you know, we don't necessarily know, you know, if he has that clutch gene in terms of, you know, taking that big shot for the Celtics. But I think as of right now, he is the most important piece that the Celtics have on the roster. And I'm looking forward to see his development because I really like his game. Definitely. All right. So you at 15. Um, Yeah. Ben Simmons, man, um, interesting player. You know, you talk about a guy that can do so much on defense and can really just carve his way into the lane and finish and also, you know, set up teammates. But you also think about the fact that he doesn't have a jump shot. And when I think about the Sixers, I don't think that the Embiid-Simmons relationship is going to last. It seems like there's tension there. It seems like the Sixers are going to have to pick one or the other. 
But um, in terms of, you know, trying to separate all the bullshit from the rest, I think, you know, Simmons does have a real skill set. And I do see a situation where if he's on a different team and you, you know, you carve out a roster where you have talent stacked up against, you know, what uh, Ben Simmons attributes are, I think he could really be a piece. So I put him there at 15. I like that one. At uh, 15, like I said, I'm going to go with Donovan Mitchell. Um, He was averaging 20 for like the last two or three seasons. So, and he's just a solid scorer all around. Like, like Tiago was mentioning, you know, he's just, he's, he's that player that they have out there um, in Denver. So, or my fault, my fault, my fault, Utah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, he's just a solid player. And, and I think out of those three players that I just mentioned, I just feel like he should go here versus Jason Tatum going 13 and uh, Pascal Siakam going 14. They're all great players, but this is just where I have Mitchell at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have uh, obviously Jason Tatum. I'm switching with Kyle on this one uh, here, but I'm just wondering how you let Ben Simmons sleep so hard on the on this list. I mean, I mean, I know the jump shot Ooh, thing is man. an issue, but I mean, Ben Simmons, man, like, wouldn't you pick him to build a team around over but- than Embiid? Do you know what his numbers are this year? I'm not saying that's the end all be all, but do you know what they are? I know, I know, not, I know. Like his his numbers drop. No, no, for no, it's a fact that he's not as good. And once again, there's always a way. Uh, the easiest way to know that is by following fantasy basketball. Like if y'all play fantasy basketball, you know that Ben Simmons was always on the trade uh, mm-hmm. conversations with your friends. But uh, it's not about the numbers, like you said. The, the value that he adds to the team. Like we're talking about a guy that, first of all, is quiet. And that's something that Joel Embiid is not. The guy is not talking trash on social media. He's being a decent teammate. And he's, he adds value, value in that aspect to the team. Second, he's a great player. He just needs the right cast around him. Because, oh, okay, the guy doesn't have a jump shot. He needs shooters around him. And he's trying to develop his jump shot. I respect that. But he's still balling. And he, he like the, the way he plays at the point guard position, the guy is tall, he's strong, he's hard to stop. He just can just drive to the basket. I feel like... Right now, feels like he's underrated, you know? I don't know, and the fact that you let him sleep so hard, I mean, not criticizing, obviously, because your list, all of your lists made sense. It's just confusing, like, kind of, like, gets into my head, like, how can Ben Simmons drop so hard on mm-hmm. the top 20 players? I don't know. All right, well, let me break down for you like this. I think he's averaging something like 17, 9, and 6 or 7. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at the road record that the Sixers have this year, I think – They've only lost two games at home, but their road record is dog shit. And mm-hmm. my question is, you look at what they did. I know Kawhi Leonard hit that crazy shot in the corner, you know, last year to, you know, to send them through, you know, to continue on in the playoffs. But I don't know. What's the problem then? Why hasn't Ben Simmons, you know, taken it to the next level? Is it because of, you know, there's tension there in terms of, you know, who really is the star in Philly? Like, that's my question. Because, yeah, I agree with you. He can do a lot on the floor, but he still can't shoot for shit. And, you know, that's, that is really, you know, a detraction in today's NBA game. Maybe the problem is that he plays for the Sixers. I don't know. That, I mean, the, the, the organization itself. That is exactly uh, the problem. Exactly. I, I fully believe in that. I can, I can ride with that. So yet again, we, like you said, we're talking players, not organizations. So player-wise, Ben Simmons over Embiid, man. I'm sorry, all day. I just like the 76ers are not a good organization right now. You know what mm, I'm saying? I, I yeah. think that's still interesting, though. I don't know if I would say 
Embiid over Simmons. I think it's really, really close, but I could, I, I respect it. I think you could easily go one way or the other. Fair enough. I think I something mean, we could all agree on is that they're not the best duo to be together. No, no. And while they no, may no. work out right now, I don't think they should be the duo that the Sixers like put all their money into. No, Maybe they no, should switch something no. up. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think it's right. um, yeah. We're at sixteen, yeah. Yep. So I'll go for sixteen. Um sixteen. Sorry, Tiago, I'ma still drop Ben Simmons down again. And I'm gonna go with Chris Paul. <laughs> so That's Chris what, Paul. Hey, wait, 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 hold up, hold up, though. I was gonna say Tiago called my ass out. I put Ben Simmons up <laughs> no, there before I said you both. did. <laughs> I said both of you. I I, I said Max because you but you mentioned it no, now, but I said both I'm of y'all. Skip Ben Simmons. I'm just well, look, Ben Simmons is still not up here yet. We'll rock with Chris Paul right here. So he's not had – it hasn't been, you know, the greatest season in the world. But, I mean, it's a pretty satisfying season. And and the uh, Thunder are, what, fifth mm-hmm. going in? Yeah. So right. I, I think it's pretty good. And, you know, he's sitting here. He's carrying his team. And they and this is such a great team. I, I love I love seeing this team play. Uh, they have, like, a, a, a lot of supporting cast. And – um. You know, I, my, one of my favorite players I like watching on that team is Steven Adams. But um, I just love the way that Chris Paul is leading that team. So I think he is one of the top players coming in to the playoffs over Ben Simmons. Hey, I got to rock with my boy on this one. Bama DeBio, man. About time wow. I put him on my list. Ooh. Hey. Wow. Ooh. He hey. made it? I'm surprised. You think he's a trash? Dude was an no, all-star this year. Of course he's not trash. No, no, I said, you think it's a stretch to put him oh, on the top gotcha. 20? He was an all-star this year. Y'all don't forget that. And man, I, think he's he's a, like, I think he's the fringe guy. He's right there on the fringe. I don't know, man. I had to put him here. I think, I think like, the same way that Butler added value to the team, Bam Adebayo having a breakout season also had value to the Heat. And the guy, like, although he's short for the center, he's grabbing those rebounds. Mm-hmm. He's boxing out, and he's playing hard on the paint. I mean, it only it only gets better from now on for Bam, Bam Adebayo, and he's definitely a player that I would draft to build a franchise around, because it's just like it's also a game changer, you know. If the guy if the guy actually gets range to start shooting, then who knows what his limits are, you know what I'm saying? But for now, the way things are right now for Bam Adebayo, I think this position for him is perfect on my list. I what I will say about Bam Adebayo is he's versatile. We talked earlier about you know Jokic at the center position. Obviously, you know Adebayo is not stepping beyond the three point line, but he does have the ability to push the ball a little bit. He rebounds. He can facilitate. You know from the post, he can make things happen. He, he's good in the pick and roll. So I do like Bam a lot. The question is for the Heat: Are they going to offer him a max contract in the summer? There's some people that think that will happen. I don't know if he's worth the max, but I do I do like Bam a lot, for sure. Um, but where I had this pick going was Spider Mitchell, man, crazy athlete, you know. It's gotten better every year that he's been in Utah. Mike Conley was really trash this year, which was actually pretty disappointing. So Mitchell had to step oh, up and play the point quite a bit. But I like his game, man. I'm a fan. Mitchell is pretty dope. Yeah, I, I mean, like it. From now on, things are just going to get really awkward. But yeah. I think, I don't know, man. Uh, my next pick, and shoot whatever you want at me, John Morant. Okay. But, Ooh. I mean, I know. Hey, listen, listen. Ooh, that's I know, a, that's I know. early for sure. It is. Whoa. <laughs> you got to chill is. out. 
It is. <laughs> Listen, let me explain. It's. It, it, I have a whole explanation because I break, knew. Break down the argument for me. And yeah. Anybody that would listen to this would call me crazy at first. And I totally understand why, because the dude never showed anything on the playoffs. The thing is, listen, John Morant, it's fair enough. But who got the Grizzlies where they are now? Like, are really the Grizzlies a playoff team? Like, think about it. Think about the roster that's on the Grizzlies, right? Do you think that's a playoff team? No, Without it's not. But I, I, I disagree with what you're saying. I think Morant played incredible basketball as a rookie, but I also think Valanchunas played very well. Dylan Brooks overachieved. Jaron Jackson played yes. pretty damn well, better than he, better than anyone expected that he would. But no I'm not doubt. taking away from your argument. Jaw did play great, but I think everybody on that team really overachieved. It is, but no doubt about that. But who was the facilitator? That's what I'm saying. Ja Morant is the the, the ja Morant is the piece that they needed. Once again, players that you draft to get to get a to, to build a franchise. That's Ja Morant. I mean, obviously, this might be an awkward pick once the playoffs start and the Grizzlies. I don't know what's going to happen to them. I don't even want to say they get knocked out, but but imagine just Ja keeps balling like he is. Like imagine that he doesn't choke on the playoffs. Imagine that he still like plays like a dog on the playoffs, even though he might lose because they're better teams overall. But who knows? Like maybe he's the next. Young MVP like Rose, because he reminds me a lot of Derrick Rose, and just the athleticism, and and he shoots the ball better than Rose did when Rose was his age. So I don't know, man. For me, that looks scary. Derrick Rose right. that has that range. Mm-hmm. I don't know, so, man. So you got Jai eighteen. Yeah, we seventeen or seventeen or eighteen? Eighteen. Right now? 18. I hope. We're eighteen. Oh well, with my seventeen, I just want to mention that I would have had Ben Simmons right there. So we okay. finally skipped through him, but I finally put Ben Simmons there. Mm-hmm. But at eighteen, yes. I, first of all, like I said, I was gonna call you crazy. You are crazy. Not at eighteen, but at eighteen, I think we should put players such as Kemba Walker there. My brother, I put it right there on your face. That's what I had. And that's that's the one right there. You can't you can't skip over that and. You know, Ja's a great player and all, but I think Kemba Walker's got this one over Ja. Mm. You gotta, you gotta put Kemba Walker there as a, as one of the better players going into this bubble right now. I'd, I'd rather have Kemba Walker. I had Kemba next, and uh, I have a lot of respect. We had so many conversations that Kemba was brought up, and I was always the guy defending Kemba Walker in this. So y'all don't give me credit right now. Uh, but... uh, that's fair. I'll give you that one for sure. I'm just saying that Kemba, Kemba, like uh, he's still, he's playing with Tatum and like he's being he's kind of being overshadowed. And I I still don't say he's a, he's, a, he's a bad player because he's not. Once again, I'm always defending Kemba, but he's not even the best player on his team right now. And the value that Chamorant is adding, I think it's bigger than Kemba right now. I mean, I have a lot of respect for Kemba Walker once again, and I wish the guy had the opportunity to play the playoffs earlier in his career before his career started getting downfall with injuries and all that because he's still a great player but he's not the same Kemba Walker as last or two years ago or three years ago don't don't even bring that up he's not and it's it's jaw time you know it's time for him to shine it's time for the veterans to kind of take a step back but yeah definitely have Kemba on my next pick and I still think he's going to be of great value and if the Celtics make a deep run for sure Kemba's name will be mentioned there because he will be part of it but Mm -hmm. I'd rather have John on my team right now not gonna lie. I have thoughts. Um, 
So I can still remember Cardiac Kemba hitting that step back game winner in the Big East Championship. And that was years, years, and years ago. But that'll forever be my Kemba Thank Walker you. memory. But Cardiac the question Kemba. I have for you, Tiago, is you're telling me if it was a fantasy draft and it was going into the playoffs this year, you're taking John Morant over Kemba Walker right now? For these uh, playoffs? playoffs right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's what I'm. Thing. That's what I'm asking you, though. Yeah, man, I will pull the trigger. On Jaw and Wow! Hey, call me crazy. Call me crazy. Hey, I, I, I like that. You, I already did. I, I already did. I like. I like that you stick to your guns, though. I I, I asked you the question and you stayed true to it. Kemba's being like very it. injury prone, though. Don't forget that he's coming from a lot of injuries from the regular season. Once again, I had it on my fantasy team, and he skipped a lot of games. That thumb is not all right, and he he might get injured. In Orlando, he's been stopped during this quarantine. You know, guys are not in shape. And when a guy is injury prone this whole season, comes from a quarantine to play in a tournament where you play more than one game a day or something like that, I believe so. They have like this weird schedule. Oh, no, 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 no two games in one day. Well, whatever, but you play like every day, something like that. So like you you have a more uh, street schedule from what I thought because they like yeah. trying to compact all the games like... Come on, man. He gets injured on one or two games and it's over. You know, like... It won't happen. Yeah, I mean, I hope for sure that he stays healthy. And the last Me thing too. I, the last thing I will add about Kemba, though, is, you know, obviously he played for the Hornets for a really long time and there wasn't that much playoff basketball there. So he doesn't have much experience with that. But I'll be excited to see what he's able to do for the Celtics in this, in this run they're going to make in the playoffs. You know, there's so many pieces there. You got Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown... You know, obviously Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker. So that's why maybe Kemba's stats aren't as lofty as you might have expected because, you know, the distribution, of, got a team. the distribution of wealth is spread across so many different players where not one guy has to go out there and do it every night. And that, just like you said, Kyle, he's finally got a team. And I've really enjoyed watching him play. But I think it'll be interesting to see what he does in the playoffs. I look forward to it. So before we before, before move forward, can you just imagine if John Morant was playing in the position that Kemba Walker is, Kemba is playing right now. John Morant didn't get injured like Kemba did. And John Morant is playing next to Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, all of that. Do you think he would produce more than Kemba? I'll just leave this question open for everybody that's listening to the podcast for both of you, and after the question you asked about picking Kemba or Ja right now, just think about it. What Ja is yeah, doing... We'll leave it open. We'll leave it open. <laughs> you, know, you know what? You know what, Tiago? I don't always tell you when you're right because I don't want to, you know, blow your head up too high there to the clouds. But um, I will agree with you. I do think if Ja Morant was on that Celtics team, just his ability to get into the paint and create opportunities, I think he'd take that Celtics team to a new level because Kemba is kind of a smaller guard. He's not as physical as Jaws. And I think that um, Jaw would really be able to do something with that supporting cast. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Your wishes have been answered. <laughs> I'm not too happy. Uh, but um, I will right. tell you this. I had 19 and 20 here and then uh, an asterisk with an honorable mention. And that honorable mention was John Morant. So if we had 21 players, he would have made the list. Um, but Thanks. we're at 19 now. So that's my pick. Uh, this guy still gets slept on. Absolutely underrated. Um, Kyle Lowry. Mm, awesome postseason last year. I don't think he gets enough credit for the run the Raptors had. Obviously, you know, Clyde. <laughs> Kawhi did his thing. And I know you're going to laugh, Diogo, because I know you've said, you know, 
he didn't play very well or he's choked in a few games. But I don't agree with that at all. I'm talking about his whole body of work over that playoff span. It was really real. And you think about who the leaders are on that team now. You know, Siakam's still, you know, relatively young in terms of years of service in the league. It's Mark Gasol and Kyle Lowry. And I do think if there's one, you know, dark horse or wild card in the East that can really make a run, I think it's that Raptors team again. I really think that um, Kyle Lowry's, you know, integral to that team. And I put him at 19 because I think um, he's a great player. And I enjoy watching him play too. All right, that's a good pick at, at 19. I I actually had him at 20, and I'm surprised with my 19 pick. But uh, just to just to talk about Kyle Lowry real quick, um, he is a leader. That is his team, and I do think that you know the Raptors can can actually make a run. And it's so crazy. You got to think about it. The Raptors have been a two seed every like damn near every year. They are mm-hmm. a, a solid team. It it just sucks that you know LeBron was in the East and that he would shut them down every year. But LeBron-to. if you think about it, like, yeah. Yeah, but if you think about it, uh, they're actually a solid team. And to be back as the second seed again after losing your, you know, your star player, uh, it just says a lot. It just shows that they're a solid team. And you've got to think like, all right, if Kawhi's not there, who is who is producing? You have Pascal Siakam producing, but you still have Kyle Lowry shooting a decent percentage from the field. So um, I, I think that's a great pick at twenty. And then or last at point, 19, last point about Toronto. Nick Nurse is one hell of a coach, man. He coaches those boys up. They're ready to play night in, night out. And I think he gives them a real advantage, you know, in the playoffs too. So shout out Nick Nurse. I think he's one of the, you know, the best coaches in the league. All right, Kyle, shoot. All right, so my 19 pick, Chris Middleton. Mm, wow. What wow. do y'all right. think about that? Yeah. What I think Tiago's laughter just answered your question. <laughs> what are you talking okay, about? Bro, we have all right, so we have Giannis on the Bucks, right? Okay. But aside from that, we know that it'd be easy to shut down the Bucks. All you gotta do is just guard Giannis. But you gotta think who's that shooter on that team? It's Chris Middleton. Who's that other bucket getter on the team? That's Chris Middleton. He is a bucket. He is a bucket. And he is one of the best players going in. I didn't say he was a top player. I just say he is one of the best players. He's vastly overpaid. <laughs> He's a product of the system that they have there in Milwaukee. You talk about Eric Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez, Giannis, man. Like Chris Middleton is there to just stand at the three-point line, catch the ball, and shoot that damn thing. Um, I think well, I can't the, wait for him to prove y'all wrong. I hope he does, man. I'll be the first one to you know give you props if he does. But um, you heard it here. Anyways. First. What did I you lied have, about, I lied about something. I didn't have Kemba on my 19 because I remember that there are teams that are in Orlando that are not supposed to go to the playoffs, but are still in Orlando. And one of those teams are the Wizards. Mm-hmm. And Bradley Beal is on the Wizards. Yeah, and but he's not. He's not playing in the postseason, man. Playing. He shut it down. Exactly. So that's that's what I was thinking. Like teams that are in Orlando but not playing the postseason. So I can't mention Bradley Beal. So, no. okay, okay, then I'll go back to Kemba Walker. <laughs> you know, I, I was supposed to have him at my 20 because this was my doubt. Because I also had DeMar DeRozan in my mind because of the same th- same situation as Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. Just to make sure I let these guys drop because I did, was not sure I was able to put them uh, just because they're in Orlando or not. But, yeah, obviously I'll go with uh, Kemba Walker then. And I that was that 19 or 20? 19. Okay. Then who who's calling twenty? Who's our last shot caller of the evening? 
Uh, I'll call 20. My 20 was Kyle Lowry. Okay. Like I mentioned, he's, he's one of the solid players on Toronto. So uh, Absolutely. Thiago, yeah. what did you have for 20? Pascal Siakam. <laughs> I haven't okay. mentioned him yet. I, the reason I dropped him is because I still don't trust him, man. I don't know why. I know he's a great player. I know he's putting up numbers, but I don't know, man. The games I saw, I, I, I haven't really watched Toronto's uh, basketball anymore. And I watched the playoffs last year. But it just seemed that sometimes Kawhi had to do the extra effort on the playoffs because Pascal was just slowing a bit. I don't know if that's going to happen this season because Pascal is having a great, great season. Don't get me wrong. He's the main piece of the Raptors. But mm, I don't I, know, man. I, I, you know, I think what you're saying is interesting because Pascal's improved every single year in the league. And, you know, probably a lot of people said, all right, show me what he's going to do when Kawhi Leonard's not there. And, you know, he's answered the bell. 23 points and 10 rebounds a game. Only gotten better. That's and I mean. just, I think, I think um, his talent at this point is, is undeniable. And I think it's easy to, you know, be like, you know, the Raptors play in Canada. I don't really watch the Raptors that much. Like maybe it's just hype about this guy, Siakam. And I think I used to think about him like that. I was like, you know, this guy can't really be that good. But like actually in watching him play, like he's the real deal, like for sure. I mean, I still had to put him on the top 20, obviously, because I agree with you. I just don't think I just don't think he adds that much value as the other players I mentioned before. And I'm sorry, <laughs> Raptors I, fans, but... Hey, don't apologize, man. Stick it is to your guns. It yeah, I will. I will. John Morant always, bro. <laughs> okay, so I had... Um, at number 20, I think maybe you guys might be surprised. Um, you know, coming off an injury, I don't know what was really expected. Playing with another foreigner. Kristaps Porzingis, man, um, struggled a little bit in the beginning of the season, really, you know, started to kind of piece it together at the second half. You talk about his size and ability to stretch the floor. You know, there's not many guys in the league that can do that. And I think that in the future, you know, moving forward, that Luca, you know, Kristaps connection, you know, that foreign connection could be really real. And obviously the Mavs will need to get another player too, but I like Chris Stops, and I think he's a you know a nice piece to add in at number twenty. I like that one too. I I'd count that as my honorable mention. I, I yeah, I think that's a great player to add to it. Um, the Mavs have a, a solid team, especially with Luca heading that. So just adding Chris Stops to that, and you got to think like Chris Stops is not like just a regular player. This is a seven foot you know baller. You know he can shoot from every level. He can handle the ball. So it. We we know he just came off an injury, but I mean this is still a solid player you gotta think about. And when teams are going against him, nobody's just gonna be like, Oh, it's just Kristaps, just leave him. Like that's somebody you've gotta think about. So I'll count that as my honorable mention. My honorable mention goes to the three players that I'm more eager to watch on the postseason. Well, and I'd say J.R. Smith, oh. Michael Beasley, Jamal Crawford, all of them, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Those three are back. That's that. That's what makes me happy, bro. I mean, I can I can watch LeBron all day, but I'm happy these three are back. And obviously, it's a mock. I don't know, mention overall mention because obviously, Kristaps takes that role as my 21st if I had to pick one. But bro, these three are back in the league, and that's just pure entertainment, you know. Like these are three players that are on very the net fun. Too. Well, not J.R. Smith, but yeah, Beasley and. 
Hey, that Nets team, we might leave that for another time to talk about. You don't even have to mention them right now. There's a lot that can go over that. Damn, boys lost half of the team. I know, right? They needed some players. (laughs) Dinwiddie had, you know, multiple injuries. He ain't playing. Kyrie ain't playing. Durant's still, you know, on the mat. He ain't playing. Uh, It only made sense. Exactly. It it only made sense that they had to (laughs) at least bring somebody in. I'm glad they brought in Jamal. Because if nothing else happens and they lose every single game they play in the playoffs, you know, Jay Smooth's going to cross somebody (laughs) up and, you know, make a few dub layups and hit a few threes. So that'll be some enjoyment for fans to watch. We need to show with Michael Michael All about those those Instagram highlights. That's all we care about, man. Yes, sir. Uh... (laughs) Um, Just a few points here to wrap up. Uh, folks that you know listen and whether it's watching on YouTube or Anchor or Spotify uh, we're soon going to be dropping that uh, Twitter page so keep your eyes out we'll be you know putting some stuff on social Um, that being said to wrap her up here today's episode was a you know the top 20 NBA players heading into the playoffs and uh, we gave a lot of different opinions here some we agreed on some we didn't but um we're looking forward to July 31 the games before the playoffs start and we're about to see something new. The Orlando bubble. All right. Yes, sir. Go next. Episode number 12. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna, you know, delete what he just said there because the nets are absolutely anyways. Bye folks. <laughs>